0: My love
2: Streak the horizon, you take one step in the sunshine and smile. Birds chirping above, the beauty of nature around you, marvelous oneness around you, which all very clear. Oh, so clear. you will see, a world so full of confusion, you know, I tend to guide you away, you smile. We hope for that day, I believe it's our survival. You'll realize, Masicha Hashem, wake up, Israel. Look around and you'll see that eternal plan. It's for us, can't see? And though we feel this space, that special day is almost here. You want a it Jew, it's all for you, Masicha Hashem. Wait for all to see. Open your eyes, you'll realize my sad first Now wake up, you snowman. Look around, and you'll see. This past eternal place, it's for us, can't you see? And though we feel despair, that special day is our It's all for you, my Santa
3: Hussain (laughs)
0: have to let ya go come on come on come on come on come 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 Half to come, my heart. Come, my heart. heart. Half to as a shame, like a whole level of heart. The Holy Ghost,
3: sa
0: <imitation> shemel
4: So much war and so much pain What's going on never ends What's there to gain Keep holding on Peace and calm Where has it gone? So let the nations come together sing a song of peace. So let the nations come together, one world, one king, no more divided, one voice will ring in a song of peace.
0: love
1: J.M. in the A.M., Anenu is right. Answer us. That's Yehuda Green here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, Shlomi Gertner's Song of Peace, as much as that might be elusive. La Olam uh, Yerachmiel begun in Miami. Ari Goldwag's Via Hafta, Maasecha Hashem, is our Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman, and of course, Regesh, Modani, opening things up. And we say good morning, J.M. and the A.M. for a Monday on this uh, May the sixth, day one in the month of E.R. Today is Rosh Chodesh E.R. Day, day two of Rosh Chodesh. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh today: Yaloviyavo, half Hallel, um, special Torah reading, Musaf, Baruch Inafshi, and whatever your custom calls for when it's a Rosh Chodesh morning. Today is day number. 16 in the counting of the Omer, 16. That would be two weeks and two days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. 52 degrees here in New York with 85% humidity. Winds are north at 4 miles an hour, partly cloudy and a high temperature of 70. Then tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 54. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 71 degrees. Right now in Jerusalem, 91.1 in uh New York City, 52, as we wake up on a Monday and head back to school and back to work here at JM the AM, with a reminder that Wednesday is Yom HaZikaron, that's Israel Memorial Day, and Thursday is Yom Haatzmaut, Israel Independence Day. I am sure that many of you have been following the news from Israel. The enemy on the eve of their Ramadan, strategically, I assume, timing-wise, Um, sent an absolute barrage, that's not even an apt description, of rockets and missiles into Israel, Uh, I assume that they assumed that once Ramadan would begin, which is today, that um, they'd be able to hide behind the fact that it is in fact a holiday or a a month of special observances, and uh, call for a ceasefire and likely get it. Well, if you were to examine what has happened, even as Hamas declared that a ceasefire went into effect early Monday morning and life in the South slowly began returning to normal, Prime Minister Netanyahu said the campaign is not over and it requires patience and judgment. Netanyahu, in a four-sentence statement issued by his office, made no reference to a ceasefire. Over the past two days, we have hit Hamas and Islamic Jihad with great force, attacking over 350 targets, hitting terrorist leaders and activists, and destroying terror towers, Netanyahu said. The goal, he continued, was and remains to ensure quiet and security for residents of the South. I send condolences to the families of the victims and wish the wounded a speedy recovery. Now, at different times over the weekend, the prime minister had had indicated through statements that um, Israel will not allow this to continue, that if necessary, they will do what is necessary to go in and make sure this doesn't happen again. We'll see what happens. One of the headlines, ceasefire reached after Hamas and Islamic Jihad fire 700 rockets at Israel. Iron Dome intercepted 173 rockets, according to Channel 12. Four people have been confirmed dead, several more in critical condition, and dozens wounded. Red alerts rocked the country until approximately 2.30 a.m. on a Monday morning. Um, yeah. So... We sit many thousands of miles away and worry about our brothers and sisters in Israel. They are under a barrage of rocket attack, one that supposedly is now is now uh, postponed or interrupted for now. And we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Prime Minister has uh, made a commitment to make sure this doesn't continue or start up again. We'll see if, in fact, he makes good on that commitment. Uh, I want to thank those who have been commenting on the the app. A listener, Ralph, is in Warsaw and listening and says, good afternoon from Warsaw, Poland. Unbelievable. And trucker it says, "Chodesh tov to all as he drives through the fog in the Catskill region. More coming up. You're listening to a JM in the AM Monday morning on this Rosh Chodesh as we uh, continue to think about and worry about those whose um, lives are shattered either by murder or injury and uh, and whose homes are in shambles because of the enemy over the last couple of days in the Holy Land of Israel. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.
0: So mach libi va yo gail, vai yo gay, vayogil,
3: que
0: so mach libi Yeah. Let him be
3: of
0: but I can't do it, but I can't do i
5: I see you down. You're singing ove. You just
2: got no reason for dancing. A sudden tap.
0: Your phone is ringing. And soon you're dancing and singing. Shackles gone. It's an open highway. In the blink of an eye, we're on our way. A little faith. A little trust in him.
6: Shabbos in as I watch you light the Shabbos candle. I will ich the dich, I die mich von darf we setzen da mut so schuld mit ach ist ob gewist hieret wie, er wie schneewus fallt gott wies tut Bank, I'm mm-hmm. By day, I hate to see you growing old, Mama. Mama, I've been through.
1: Monday morning with Charles Schelles at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web, and com on the Nachomsegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app, having a little trouble with our, um, with our feed of our news from Israel, I apologize for that, uh, before the... Um, Shalshala selection, Yankee Lemmer with Mamaleh, Gu'ula done by eighth day, Ohat had Shlach, Shivisi was Yaakov Shweki, as was Kol Shama on this Monday, day 16 in the counting of the Omer, two weeks and two days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. It's the second day of Rosh Chodesh ER. Um, all the traditional editions for Rosh Chodesh, including Yavo, half Halel, special Torah reading, Musaf, Barchinavshi, and Afshin, whatever your custom calls for when it comes to a Rosh Chodesh day. Um, Well, you know the latest from Israel. Even as Hamas declared that a ceasefire went into effect early Monday morning and life in the South slowly began returning to normal, this after 700 rockets, four deaths, many injured, and tremendous amount of damage. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said the campaign is not over and requires patience and judgment. Netanyahu, in a four-sentence statement issued by his office, made no reference to a ceasefire. Over the past two days, he says, we have hit Hamas and Islamic Jihad with great force, attacking over 350 targets, hitting terrorist leaders and activists, and destroying terror towers. The goal was and remains to ensure quiet and security for residents of the South. I send condolences to the families of the victims and wish the wounded a speedy recovery. That was a statement by the Prime Minister as reported in the Jerusalem Post. Three minutes after 7 o'clock in morning. It's Monday with 52 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high temperature of 70. Reminder that this coming Wednesday is Yom Hazikaron, Israel Memorial Day. This coming Thursday is Yom Haatzmaut, Israel Independence Day. Happy 71 to Israel. Wednesday night at the Mizrahi, Hapala Mizrahi on the Lower East Side, 249 East Broadway. Rabbi Menachem Lieb Tag from Israel. Do not give up an opportunity to see and hear Rabbi Liebtag live and in person. He'll be at the Mizrahi right after the eight o'clock Arvit on Wednesday night, two forty-nine East Broadway. I hope everybody in this audience has a chance to stop by and participate. He is something. He is something. Listen to Devorah writes: uh, Nahum. In two days, we commemorate Yom Hazikaron, a memory of Israel's fallen soldiers and victims of terror, including the most recent ones this weekend. The Likidoshim project is running for a third year. It's an international project which completes Siyumim on Tanakh Mishnayot and Talmud Bavli, all studied on Yom Hazikaron itself. People who subscribe receive the names and bio of a soldier in whose memory they are learning. People can sign up individually or in a group. Uh, they are currently signing up more than the ninth CM of they are currently signing up for more than the ninth Siyum of Tanakh for that day. The project still needs a couple of hundred Dopim of Gamora to complete Talmud Bavli. Sign up and and to take care of this by going to Likidoshim.com, L E K E D O S H I M dot com. We encourage everyone to be part of this international effort to learn in memory of our precious lost soldiers and victims. Um <laughs> and listener Dvorah says Had some pretty disappointed kids this morning. They went to sleep being told they have another rocket day off, rocket day, day off, and woke up to a ceasefire with classes on. (laughs) To give my son's class credit, they voluntarily learned in my home with their Rav yesterday for two hours. Oh boy, sometimes we forget what our brothers and sisters and the children in our Holy Land are going through. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday Rosh Chodesh edition of JM in the AM. (laughs)
0: His row, me, lo, Siro, mi lo hilo, lo hilo, siro, mi hilo, la 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 Yeah. See you. See it all. i It's a fire and a You do to You do Yeah. I'm <laughs> so
1: A.M. in the A.M. Micha Gamerman B'Zochreinu at Sion. Yosef Chaim had Big Lal Ovos, B'Simcha done by Ari Goldwag. Yehuda Green had the Berditshiver Nigun in there. Benny Friedman and B'Shem Hashem. Monday morning, it's Rosh Chodesh morning. All the traditional editions for Rosh Chodesh today. Day 16 in the counting of the Omer. That's two weeks and two days. Day 16. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. 52 degrees, partly cloudy, a high of 70. J.M. and the A.M. uh, on this um, Monday morning as we pray for the speedy recovery of those injured. And uh, really, we pray for the speedy back to normal. I don't know how speedy it could be for those whose homes have been destroyed and whose lives have been shattered. But um, with over 700 rockets aimed at our brothers and sisters in Israel on Erev Ramadan. Because now, of course, is the month of Ramadan, so... I would guess things will be a little bit more quiet now, or at least that that's what the enemy would expect. Um, with over 700 rockets, the, the murder, the wounded, the damaged, extensive to say the least, among our brothers and sisters, and we pray for them on this Monday morning. And I thank you for joining us, and remember that this coming Wednesday is Yom Hazikaron, Israel Memorial Day. Second day of Rosh Chodesh, sixteenth of the Omer. In addition to my parents, for whom we dedicate morning chizuk, today is the yard site, the forty-fifth yard site of my grandfather. Um, those of you in the those of you who are very experienced in the Torah world, uh, would know my grandfather as the Taurus Levin or as the Chazon Yosef. Um and um many of you who uh are old time Newark New Jersey people remember my grandfather visiting for months at a time from Israel back in the 1960s uh many people still come over to me and remember uh seeing him in his uh with his incredible um stature um Rabbi David Goldwasser's words: that nishmas are Esther As we said today, the yard side of R' Yosef Ben Chaim Nassen Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser. There we go. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk.
5: Good morning. We say every day in our davening, elov," that Hashem answers His nation at the time when they cry out to him. Shavam, comments the Pnenei means that a person has to cry out, bikoil with a voice, at the time of tsar, at the time of trouble. As we know, Shava has the connotation of Tza'aka, to cry out, to scream out. As the Ramban writes at the end of Parshas Poi, el el elokim Mikansha Tvila Koil From here we see that Tfila needs koil, it needs a voice, it needs the cry and the scream behind it. The al Balatoira also comments on this on Parshas Kisavoi. The fact that it says La Amoi to Hashem's nation is a remez to the power of Tvila Sarabim, the power of the prayer of the congregation that at all times, when the tzibor, when all the community cries out, they are answered. The yachid, he's answered at the time when it is proper. For instance, the Aseris Yamei Tshuva and other charm times. Here we see that all of us need to cry out. We need to supplicate to ask Hashem when we want especially to be answered. We also know that the etz ketanah, writes that Hashem wants to hear our voices. Hashem wants that we should be mispallow for all of our needs, especially at a time when there is an Eis a time of need, a time of challenge. We have right now in Eretz Yisrael a time when the entire world needs to band together, to cry out, to supplicate Hashem with Tefilis and Sachanunim, it is a time when all of Klal Yisrael can be answered and that every moment during the day we should think about Achenu Kol Yisrael, about all of the Eden in all the world, but especially in Eretz Yisrael. May Hashem Yisparach listen to all of our tefilas. May the army, the Tzahal, all of those great soldiers be protected. May they go in and come out safely each and every day. And may we soon hear of peace and tranquility for all. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
0: I'll have Melech melech bodug melech melech to yevir melech melech odur melech melech vosik melech om melech kei melech 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 Kabil Melech, Lui we shrach Melech, Machay am Lochim. Melech, Machay am Lochim. Melech Nisgav, Melech Sui mech nuiflim. Melech oisei, maasei, reishi.
6: been returned to Israel and are like dreamers. All the leaders of the world are trying to understand how, while our people flood back in from all the nations, and after centuries of tears, we see you, Hashem, in everything, and await your warm embrace
1: of full redemption.
0: Is having a fear and there is a incidence of Allah is
1: in the AM with Shlomo Katz wrapping up the hour. Eliyahu Hanavi uh, Hinanochi, the official name of that selection, off of the album Vakohanam. Yisrael Bilva before that. Lipa had Melech Malcham Lachim and Yoni Z opened up the set with Miadir. JM in the AM, I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. Listener New York to Montreal says, What a coincidence that both of Nachum's grandfathers have the same name and both Levi'im, or is there a backstory? No backstory my parents who had they were not related by any stretch or had any relationship with each other um before a meeting uh they both had fathers named Yosef, and both were levii and simple as that and <laughs> very often it causes a little bit of confusion when i will um either say on some occasion or like i do before morning chizuk, i'll say esther bosribis levii and people will say no 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 you're your mother's fa- your mother's father and I go, yeah, yeah. My mother's father was also Yosef Halevi. So, just a very funny thing that uh, that often happens. Simple as that. More coming up. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener sponsored digital radio. Round the world. The web at alhamsigal Single.com on the Single network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. <laughs>
0: I'm a little bit of a cache, 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 I'm a little bit cache,
1: That have been said a lot over the last couple of weeks. After the Shabbat Ahron Shal Pesach attack in uh, North San Diego, you heard the words Am Yisrael Chai a lot. And now, after 700 rockets and the murder of our brethren four times over and the injuries and damage in Israel, you've been hearing Am Yisrael Chai a lot. Monday morning on this sixteenth day in the counting of the Omer, two weeks and two days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. It's also the second day of Rosh Er, and we say good morning here at J.M. and the Three minutes after eight o'clock. That was Eitan Freilich with Ami Strawchai. I have been looking forward to speaking with Alana Newhouse about her brand new book since I got it. Uh, And frankly, since I bought it as a gift for somebody. Yeah, I got my own. There was somebody I said they must have this book. It's called The 100 Most Jewish Foods. A highly debatable list. Alana Newhouse, founder of Tablet Magazine and author of this brand new book. Welcome to JM in the AM.
7: Thank you so much.
1: By the way, I love the fact that you include the most obvious statement—a highly debatable list—in the title of the book. I mean, that is—that is great. <laughs> well,
7: I needed to head people off because I knew someone yeah, no was going to fight with me exactly. immediately.
1: You—you you knew the barrage you'd be under. <laughs> yeah, with people going nuts about this, I'll tell you. Uh, and by the way, one other thing I have to tell you. Um, Rarely, and look, I've, we've spoken about a million you know, authors and books on this show over the decades. Rarely do I say, but when I do, I think it's really cool. Rarely do I say, I wish I would have written this book or I have thought so many times about writing. How many people have said to you that they've thought a million times about writing a book like this?
7: I mean, I have to say a lot. Um, uh, and the thing that I always tell people is, is I, I would love to read your version too. I mean, that's the greatest <laughs> part about the book. Um, I'm sure your list uh, I'm so curious as to hear to hear what uh what you'd put on the list that wasn't here.
1: By the, way, and that was the best part of reading the book is that afterwards I spoke to other people who read the book and we were debating this did this belong on the list? Where was this? Why was it the analysis of this food a little different or better, or the backstory of it a little different or better? I'm telling you that that's how you know you wrote a good book, simple as that. <laughs> I'm so glad. All right, a lot of new houses with us. It's the 100 most Jewish foods. Just came out in April, and uh, right, it's only a month old. Am I right about that? Yep,
7: that's right.
1: And uh, it's making it's making the rounds out there. All right, let, let's get to some of the controversy already. And obviously, it's not controversy, but you get my point. Uh, yeah. You had to decide what to include. By the way, now I get a lot. A lot of this is because of alphabetical order. I understand that, but that apples ended up where it did when when <laughs> when so many of. And I think you even referenced this, or maybe the New York Times referenced it. I don't remember where I read it. Um, where, where you know, admittedly, we're not a hundred percent sure if it really belongs on the list. Although apples does have a role, you know, in Jewish tradition. Uh But, right. but the fact, the fact that it got such prominence—I mean, my gosh—I know the benefits of uh, you know of, of doing things according to the ABCs, but uh, you know, a little, a little bit too, a little bit too much hype for the apples, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I
7: know. I, I get it. But and the, but the truth is, is that you know. Um, Doing this list alphabetically was really important to me, in part because, unlike other lists, I absolutely was not going to number this. Right. Because the experiences of different Jewish communities throughout the world and throughout history simply could not be put into a value proposition like that. Right. I wasn't going to say that the Jews in Poland... had a more important experience of food than the Jews in the Iberian Peninsula after the expulsion,
1: right? And who's going to tell anybody that their stimulus is not as important as his bagels, you know what I mean?
7: Exactly. And I really, I wanted it to, I wanted everyone to understand that, I mean, there's only one, as I'm I'm sure we're going to talk about, there's only one food that gets a numerical value on the list. Um, But everything else needed to be placed evenly num- with every other
1: option. A numerical value? What are you referring to, pomegranates? So,
7: no. What um, do you mean? So the only, I'm trying to think the what the you mean by numerical. The only food on the list um, that got a number was matzah.
1: Ah, got it.
7: Um, and matzah got number one because um, it is the food that
1: was there at right. the creation of the, the Jewish people. Right, the food that accompanied the founding of the Jewish nation. Simple as that. Right, And
7: right. then, and, and more importantly, as a result of that, it is the only food... That has been eaten by Jews all throughout history, no matter where they live. Right. Um, which is, I, I think, as far as I'm as far as I can figure out, not true of any other food.
1: You know what's funny about what you did. It's that because when we, whenever we discuss this topic here in the studio, it's always food versus food. It's always you know line them up and who would win in the competition. You know Chullen versus kugel and who you know who mm-hmm. would who would come out on top and why you know and all that. And we, we talk about this I even mean, you know what what Jewish group doesn't talk about food very often. So mm-hmm. we're always talking about these things. And you officially avoided that whole thing, yet 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 you triggered the whole conversation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like everyone everyone's doing exactly what you are saying not to do because you said not to do it. I know. <laughs> I thought, and it, and it makes for so much fun. I mean, you can't read this book in your living room without getting into debate with everybody around you, even if they don't have the book in front of them.
7: That's right. I, I, anyway. That's really I, what I, I'm so excited because think I, I
1: set yeah, out to do. I think you're getting the idea of how much I enjoyed this experience of, of diving into your and certain things. First of all, I was thrilled that you hopped certain things. I mean that you hopped that you can't walk into a kosher pizza shop without a sushi bar. I mean, <laughs> that, that, I, I mean, but that but that made it to the sushi section. First of all, I was sitting and praying that sushi would make the list in general. I mean, how could it not in 2019, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then that you got that you got it that there were the only people that you know include sushi in the most obscure or you know random places. I thought that yeah. was I thought that was really cool. And what was the other note I made to myself? Oh yeah. And when it comes to when it comes to dessert items. You know, babka and cake, black and whites. You know, like I'm saying to myself, you know, I never really I never really viewed black and whites as a as a really Jewish food until I read your book, you know, that I and I saw the explanation. It must have been interesting for you because remember, Alana Newhouse, who's on our phone, did not do the majority of the of the analyses of these foods. Right. You left it to other people to contribute and to give their story or their history or analysis of the food. Right.
7: Right, um, in part because I wanted them to talk about their experiences of their communities. Right. Some of these foods are not from Ashkenaz communities or communities that even exist anymore. Correct. Um, so it was really important to me that, and, and some of them are from communities that are more from, and some of them are from communities that are less so right. and so I wanted people who actually had memories of these foods or real experiences of them of them to be the ones to write about them
1: and th- and that also by the way, you know, if we're going to talk about uh... You know, a book causing angst and aggravation for certain people. Mm-hmm. That also leads to to people like me sitting there going, "No, if I was asked to do that analysis, yeah. I, I would have used a completely <laughs> different approach." Or why did a lot of give this guy or this woman the 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 chance? The you know the the one who wrote about you know this other food would have been so much better with this one. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I'm telling you, you have no idea. But <laughs> someone said to me afterwards, you know, we were discussing some of our reactions to the book, and I said, and I, and I literally came up with. With with one of your contributors, who I said, I don't know their analysis, you know, whatever it came to them, I just you know, I didn't think they they really hit it, you know, like I didn't think they really you know hit the core of the matter, and of course other ones I thought you know hit a home run with it. So I'm, all this stuff, whether it's the list, whether it's the contributors, all of it's debatable, and it's so much fun doing it. I'm so glad. Um, a, a lot of new houses with us. The book is called The 100 Most Jewish Foods. Uh, do you, is there anything that blatantly was left out, like that you discovered afterwards? Oh my gosh! You know, I can't believe they're they're right from this edge of the community or from this, you know, from this tradition of the of the Jewish world. Why didn't I include this one? Or that has not happened yet?
7: Yeah, no, it has. Um, the one that I feel really sad about. Um, there's a whole sort of universe of Sephardic um, savory pastries. Like pastries that, that um, are very, very important to Sephardic communities that have meat in them or nice. even are dairy, but they're salty. They're like main meal
1: pastries. So, so Lachmajin did not make it.
7: Right. And also, but it's a whole universe of them that also includes barakas. Right. Um, and that's one that I feel bad that we missed.
1: Now we could have a volume two. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what all- You
7: said to me? You're gonna do volume two. I said no. The volume two is up to you, people. <laughs> like that's it. I'm
1: done. Well, I'll tell you something. <laughs> if you if you open this up for contributions and you want contributors like myself and others to toss in suggestions, you'll have a volume two instantly. Frankly, I, know. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. I, know that I will now. When the Times did the review, and I, I loved the review. I hope you liked it. I thought they did a yeah. good job on it. When they did the review, they compared this to other lists you've done. I think one was music, right? Am I right? One was music? Yes. And what was, and there were a couple of others. So uh, we've
7: done we've done songs, film and books.
1: And isn't it amazing that nothing comes close to the food discussion? And the others are nothing. great. You know, the others are great. If we if we would do brackets and have competitions in the other three areas, I think we'd get amazing feedback, but could you imagine that the food is the one that gets the most?
7: It really I mean, I think that there's this is sort of an interesting To me, I think this is what's most interesting is the point you just made. I think that there's a way in which food is like it's a corner of the universe that we all feel almost brave and excited enough. There's almost no – it doesn't feel bad or complicated or stressful in the way that conversations that might pick up on other parts of what's going on in the news or politics or – Um, religion can feel like there's something about it that we're invested in and it's very stressful. Somehow, whatever we're invested in with food feels light enough or exciting enough that we are happy to fight with people about it. It it actually causes us joy and makes us laugh to battle over which Kugel is better.
1: And I think there's another, uh, I think there's another angle, by the way, when, when, when times are tough, either individually or as a nation, we're not always in the mood for a song or for a film, but it seems yep. we're always in the mood for food. <laughs> like yep. There's always a comfort in, in you know, either privately as a family or as a nation, you know, sharing that experience.
7: Right. Exactly. I think that that's right. It's pretty cool. Um, pretty cool. It is really cool. And, you know, I have to say that my favorite part of the book is just seeing the people that I just I can't even imagine ever having heard from some of the people that I've heard from in places in the middle of Montana, in the middle of Buenos <laughs> Aires. I mean, and writing to me with such spirited, <laughs> passionate opinions.
1: It's so, great. So I'm not the only one, huh? <laughs> no. I'm telling you. And and by the way, whoever helped you with the design, the cover, the way it feels, the inside, really, they, they got how fun this book is supposed to be, I think.
7: They were really great. Um the publisher's a really terrific publisher and they really understood that it had to we really had to show the foods and make people feel like they were the foods they remember.
1: All right. All right. You're ready for my two that I I said to myself, of course you have to include that afterwards, but I never would have thought of it beforehand. You ready for this? Tell me. Leftovers. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> you know, and, any, any Yiddish mama who's preparing feasts every Thursday and Friday for Friday yep. Friday Shabbos knows that they can depend on really full meals Sunday and Monday night for their family because of leftovers, something that, frankly, non-Jewish people would never understand. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really – that is the one that everyone brings up. Oh, I love it. I love it. And then, I mean, you practically insulted my grandparents by including the used teabag.
7: <laughs> I have to tell you the story about the used tea Yeah. It's my favorite story. We, so we uh, shot – we photographed all these foods together in the studio right. in Manhattan all at once. So we got all 100 foods in the same studio and shot them at the same time. It was like an army sort of fanning out and bringing all these foods in. And we had a spreadsheet on the wall where we were keeping things checked off so we could actually keep track of everything. And it was a November day. It was freezing. I made it, I went to the kitchen to make a cup of tea. And Stephanie, the deputy editor, looked at me and said, do me a favor. Will you save me that tea bag? <sighs> And I said, sure. And then somebody else from across the room yelled, just leave it on the counter for me when you're done. And we all looked at each other and we said, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The used teabag. What are we going to do? We're already here and we have our 100 foods. And it was like some sort of reverse Hanukkah miracle. It turns out there were only 99 foods oh on our list. Oh, my
1: gosh. And of, course and, I, and, of course, I'd used teabag last eight days.
7: <laughs> so, they, teabag made it onto the list at the last minute and the teabag that's in the book is actually the one that we use oh
1: my gosh i'm (laughs) telling you this thing is so amazing i'm so glad i had you on to hear that story and by the way by the way another thing you know these subtleties are not lost on some of us when you do the kosher sushi page that sushi is wrapped in a take you know what i'm about to say right oh yeah in a takeout box (laughs) with the with the hashgacha mashkiach tape around it, which of course, which of course, you know, is why kosher sushi is so much more difficult to open than regular sushi.
7: So when we got it, the stylist, the food stylist, started to open it. Oh my gosh. And I I yelled from across the room. I said, No, 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 no. You, you have to leave the tape on. It's the I most important it. part.
1: I love it. That's so great. So great. A lot of new house with us. The book is called The One Under Most Jewish Foods. You will be happy and angry as you read this book, everybody. How dare she include that? And of course she had to include this. I'm telling you. You have to do this. It's a great exercise for you and your family. And of course, the, the I mean look, we're not ranking them as you as you indicated at the beginning of this conversation. That was never the intention. But obviously, bagels are in there, and you're a good yes. New, you're a good New Yorker, so you knew you had to you had to pay proper tribute to uh, one of the most important kosher, or I should say, Jewish foods.
7: Mm-hmm. I mean, I um, I think the bagel entry is one of the best ones, in part because it's really about a bigger idea, which right. is when and it's a bigger idea about Jews in America. It's the question of when something goes from being Jewish to becoming so accepted um that it's used by everyone it almost assimilates does it lose its specific jewishness how does it retain it and basically the author of the piece effectively says it doesn't like bagels are they're on this list almost begrudgingly at this point but they don't feel to us jewish anymore they feel like they're american um and so the it's on the bagel, my list in parts The bagels
1: you, have assimilated, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then if you look at like you know the the trends in horrible cream cheese, it's right. like the blueberry cream cheese. It's just, it's like it's not it's not for real.
1: Now the only so anyway. thing, and I, I'm looking here. Obviously, I'm doing this quickly right now because I don't remember everything that's in the book. But the only thing my grandmother would have put in this book that I don't think you did, and if you did, obviously you'll tell me, uh, was sugar cubes. Because she could not have a glass of tea without a sugar without a sugar cube in her mouth.
7: That's <laughs> so, great.
1: Yeah. And then, of course, there was a the debate: the big sugar cubes, the tiny ones. You know, there was always a debate. That's terrific. <laughs> Next time. Uh, by the way, and by the way, that's the greatest compliment for you. I told everybody in our studio that day that I wish I would have been asked to write some of these. I wish because I had so many great concepts for them. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody else who's reading it thinks the same thing. By the way, I
7: I, I am. I mean, I'm tempted to do another volume of it, Ooh.
1: Um, but or yeah, sure. or when the paperback comes out, you could just add fifty or, or twenty or whatever the number may be. You know,
7: you know, some um, actually, uh, um, somebody came up to me at an event that I did and said something to me that made me smack my head. Um, she said, "You know, when you put out the paperback, you should have a page for the hundred and first where you let people write in their own."
1: Excellent, I love and it.
7: Was such Good idea. I love that it. I regretted not doing it. It you, was so.
1: You could even so inc- great. you could even include a page with a hundred suggestions from people like me and others. Exactly. Know, that, that came after the book. And by yep. the way, and by the way, of course, you know when I read the Bobka page, I stood in proper respect, you know, because I mean, it is <laughs> it is after all, you know. <laughs> and we should indicate, by the way, oh, and that you the I'm just actually I'm flipping through it now, obviously, so so you'll see why I'm up to the B's. Uh, you included Buckser and this is one of the running jokes here every time we do our tubishvat special, you know, Bucks are love it or hate it, and really nothing in between. And, of course, Marjorie Ingle, who you asked to do that, basically caught that whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. ba- basically encapsulated uh, the, the, the attitude toward Buxer toward the carob on uh, by young and old. So I thought that was funny. Like it, it was great to see that so many people think like you do. And by you, I mean, you know, the audience, that, that people think like us when it comes to this stuff, and it's not limited to, to our own to our own brain that, you know, we go through this whole process when it comes to these individual foods. So I thought that it really, was really
7: cool. it, It's really – it's amazing to see. I know, that, um, I know that people come from so many different kinds of Jewish communities. And one of the things that I've been so heartened by is seeing not just how much of the experiences are shared – but how even the experiences that are not shared are so interesting to other people. Mm -hmm. Like, when I was in the middle of San Francisco, there were a bunch of people there who were not necessarily religious, and they didn't necessarily keep the rules of Shabbat, and they were so interested in how the food was determined by Shabbat. They, They were so fascinated by that, and they wanted... They, they just they wanted to know more about it. They wanted to understand that that's how they got the food legacy that they had. And it was just so lovely to see and so lovely to see that they felt like it was part of their culture, too. And,
1: and you have just hit upon such an important point and something that the more observant people in this audience I wish would keep in mind more often. We don't realize sometimes how it is the food that really keeps people connected to our people, that pe- keeps people connected to our tradition and you know and and really serves as a magnet whether it's the passover seder or a million other occasions including now you know how popular friday night meals are in, in the new york community at least I, I think it's nationwide if not worldwide uh it, it's a very very important uh, aspect of keeping people involved and within our community which is you know obviously a big benefit
7: i have to tell you there's one uh, one story that just that it's been i'm i'm actually sort of glad i'm talking to you because there's been one story that's been bothering me for a few weeks i got a voicemail from a rabbi um who was very upset about the book in part because he really felt that it was stus and felt it was garbage and that this was i was basically letting people off the hook and allowing them to engage with food without actually engaging with religion and i didn't see the book that way at all in fact i think that Food is placed inside of the history of the Jews and the history of Jewish religion, Jewish people, in a very specific way. But he didn't. And I thought to myself, you know, it's just, there's such a missed opportunity to be able to have a conversation with people who aren't like us.
1: Of course.
7: Over this topic because it finally feels like something that everyone wants and everyone loves. And Somehow it made me so sad and I've sort of never really, I haven't shaken it and I haven't actually responded in part because I don't really know what to say, but, but basically what I feel is just this deep sense of sadness about
1: it. And as you know, because you know me, I am sad by what you've just reported, but it doesn't surprise me, unfortunately. Yeah. And if only people would get the bigger picture and understand <laughs> how these, these, what seemingly mundane things can be so vital uh, in terms of keep people keep keeping people connected. Uh, yeah. So I don't think it's stus. I think it's phenomenal. And I and I, and I think it's a, a great exercise for everybody and a fun one. You know, there are certain books that are published where you can open them up and start a conversation with your family and just have fun doing it. And I think this is a wonderful example of it. Uh, as we demonstrated, by the way, over Pesach when I uh, when I started tossing out <laughs> different things to my family that you had written about or that your colleagues had written about uh, about the specific items, and we started debating them and how did this get into the book, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, okay, one last thing we should point out, Alana Newhouse, you've actually included, and I think this is an amazing uh, an amazing bonus. You've included recipes for every single one of these items, mm-hmm. which is great. People can that make was, people can make them on their really own. Important.
7: Yeah. yeah. Um uh, it was really, really important to me. Um that especially because there were a lot especially because we have a lot of people who don't grow up in homes where uh, right. their mothers make these foods at the a time. Right. And it was really important to me that people who now understand where cocoa comes from can now make one.
1: And could you and, imagine if could you imagine if this spurred somebody on to you know say to their family, you know what, every Friday night now we're gonna try a new dish or we're gonna you know and Make it an experience together. I mean look there
7: is actually a community, um I don't want to publicize it yet, but there is a community that may be undertaking to cook all hundred
1: foods oh, is that um, cool?
7: together uh every week. Well, you know which one um, you know which one i you
1: know which one I don't want them to cook.
7: I know which one, <laughs> but whatever I, we can all go and go there and have sugar
1: cereal on Shabbos morning. <laughs> That's true. That oh, and Biddle. Did you ever? I don't know if you ever read Joe Lieberman's book about Shabbos, but he he uh, yes. he writes about um he writes about sugared cereal and and the newspaper Shabbos morning. And what? I and I called him up and I said, Mister Vice President, you have no idea how happy I am that I know that you and I share the exact same passion every <laughs> single Saturday. And it was great. It was great. to and he and he he. He he portrays it as such an amazing part of his Shabbos experience. Again, something that that Rabbi who you spoke to probably wouldn't appreciate, but something that I you know just fell in love with. So I was great. I was so happy you included that in the book. I'm so glad. All right, you've uh, you've gotten a lot of praise from us today for good reason, and I hope every, thank you so much. I, I hope everybody in this audience takes advantage of a lot of new houses. Very hard work. She's put <laughs> she's put together the definitive. Oh, although you really can't say definitive one on the cover <laughs> you, on the cover you say debatable right. <laughs> but arguably the definitive one hundred most Jewish foods check it out everybody Alana newhouse editor in chief of tablet magazine and the publisher's uh, uh name is, what is publisher? Artisan. Artisan. Artisan publisher and obviously it's Amazon and everywhere else right people yeah. I think, I, it's in the Judaica stores also at this point, right
7: yeah, so it's it everywhere.
1: Is. Congratulations, and thank you for uh, for really giving us a, a lot of fun hours with this uh, brand-new book.
7: I'm so glad. Thank you so much for having me. A
1: pleasure, Alana. Alana house, everybody, the 100 most Jewish foods, a highly debatable list. And as you heard, Alana's ready to go toe-to-toe with us on every one of her selections. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of JM in the AM. Uh-huh.
4: Marky
0: shame,
1: J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning on this Rosh Chodesh. My grandfather's yard site. of Yosef Ben, Herav Chaim Nassan Halevi. 16th day in the counting of the Omer, two weeks and two days. The second day of Rosh Chodesh E.R. Mayor Weingarten is with us live via telephone. Shalom, shalom, Mayor Weingarten. Before, before we talk about, and there are a lot of serious issues, obviously, to talk about. We know what's going on in Israel. Um, Let's talk about what is, to me... Something I brought up last, I mean, I, look, again, I don't want to paint this that this is such a big deal in light of what's going on in Israel, but it, I have been waiting for two weeks to discuss this with you, so I have to bring it up. Oh, wow. And I'm not talking about Benjamin and Kayla's engagement, although you're a big fan of both of them. But about to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I'm talking about is something, if they hear me say this, they're going to get me, something a million times more important. He, he says in quotation marks, don't you agree with me? That at this point in 2019, if there's going to be, if we follow the tradition that we've had till now, and it won't be until the beginning of August that we line up Parshiot with Israel and Chutzlaritz, don't you think in this time where the world has become so small and we're basically one global community that it's time to just use Ahremos Kadoshim and get it done ASAP, don't you agree with me that that would be the sensible thing to do as we adjust to this new technological modern era
8: i i definitely agree with you but um i have you know like if I'm gonna make some revolutions, they're bigger ones right now that, on my mind.
1: That's why I said for me this is the biggest issue. For you, I know you have real serious issues. But for no, me, but for me, but, but for me, <laughs> this is driving me crazy. By the uh, way, by the way, mayor, you would have loved this. You would have loved this.
8: Why is it driving you crazy? You didn't miss any Partios <laughs> or
1: have duplicates of Mayor Mayor, you would have loved this on Achron Shal Pesach. <laughs> well, you know, the tradition as you've been there, you've been to our synagogue, the Mizrahi, you know. Yes. Yes, but you, not on Pesach. You know, Rabbi Liebteg is going to be there this Wednesday night. Bezrat Hashem. Yes,
8: that's amazing news. It's so great.
1: So, so the tradition has been that once Mincha ends, the Nasi announces the time for Arvit you know, yes. on, on Shabbat, and Achron Shal Pesach was on Shabbat, as you remember. Military time. Military time, of course. You know, like this week was twenty thirty five. You know, Arvit twenty thirty five. There you go. And then traditionally, between Pesach and Shavuot. Mm-hmm. I will announce the perek. You know, for those who want to say, oh. who wants to say perek, yeah, yeah. peric aleph perek. you know, whatever. Nice. Okay. Nice. This week
8: was perek aleph.
1: So, achron Shul pesach. I, I, I've been wait- I, I did the following. I, I waited till he announced the time for our and then I screamed out, perek aleph and Chutzla are it's no perek. And and so- oh, and and, so- nice. and someone says to me, "Have you been waiting six months to say that?" I go, "Yeah, <laughs> I've been waiting six months to say that." And, of course, this past week was Parik Bet and Chutz La'aretz Aleph. Because I think we have to stop, because Mark Zamek and I had this conversation, a great conversation on the air last week. And, obviously, the way our tradition works, it was all based on Chutz I mean, this whole, you know, Bamidbar before Shavuos, Dvarim before, it was all based on Chutz calendar. Uh, we even see this year they will not be reading Bamidbar before Shavuos in Israel. They'll be reading Veschanan. So it's all based—I think it's time to do what we've been doing at JMN for the last 35 years, and that's turn the attention of the Jewish world to the real center of the Jewish world, which is Israel and Jerusalem.
8: I'm with you. Does that mean you get to keep one day?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, tr- <laughs> trust me, on the subject of important revolutions, that one's coming, but not yet. we got to win the small battles first.
8: And I want to tell you, being in Israel for Pesach, and this is like two years in a row, and uh, probably, I think, four out of the last five years— On the second day, the second day was Shabbos. Right. And like, oh, come on. That's not fair. Yeah,
1: come on. What are you doing to
8: us? (laughs) (laughs) Israelis. I was at a Seder with friends of ours who you know. And um, one of the kids, a, a, a teenager, but an older teenager, said with total innocence, you mean like tomorrow night in Chutzpah? They do this whole thing again,
1: <laughs> and I mentioned to you. It was
8: inconceivable. It was inconceivable.
1: When you told me this, I told you that I remember when my nephew in Yerushalayim when he first discovered that there were two, that there's such a thing as a second Pesach Seder. And he was like dumbfounded by the whole thing, you yeah. know.
8: And 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 I explained to them. I said, you know, if that's what you know and that's what you used to your whole life,
1: right? Then it's no big deal.
8: Then it's no big deal. That right. that's the way it is, of course. It's right. darim. It's darim.
1: And they're like, what? What?
8: Yeah, they could they couldn't wrap their head around seriously couldn't
1: they <sighs> all right now on the matter of serious things that are going on we know that our brothers and sisters in Israel uh, some have been killed by the enemy uh, over 700 rockets have been sent over to Israel uh, you asked me off the air. my theory is I mean I, I, I assume that the enemy wanted to use the the opportunity of Erev Ramadan you know where where they suspect where they assumed they that you know that Israel would have more restraint once they're you know, holy time, so to speak, because, you know, people who murder, of course, are very bit about holy time. Uh, You know, before I I assume that was the timing, and I think one of the things we didn't realize, and again, these are just as observers, the Israeli intelligence probably realized it, was to what degree the enemy was was armed and ready to do this.
8: Well, I I think armed and ready to do this was well known. That part, I'm not shocked. I mean, up north, it's even worse. The, The Hezbollah has hundreds of thousands of rockets
1: waiting. It's but, all about the deterrence. I but mean. in the southern part, they weren't hesitant to use it. And right, sure, right. sure enough, they right. did, and the, the damage and the injuries and the, the lives that have been completely uh, you know, shattered because of all this is... Uh,
8: Think about the kids and the traumatization of the children that live in those areas who don't have a, a night of peace. These are kids that are woken up, in the middle of the night, running to the, you know, secured room, constantly afraid that there's a siren going to go off. Anything that sounds like a siren gives them a little bit of a panic attack. You know, if like a motorcycle goes by very quickly and, you know, and they think it's in a, and they jump. It's it's, it's sad to think about thousands and thousands of Jewish kids that are
1: going through this. Did you notice that the prime minister spoke a lot tougher on Saturday and Sunday than he has today on Monday?
8: I didn't hear him. Did he speak? I didn't hear I him. I mean,
1: the most recent misstatement um, that we saw was a very general, you know, short statement compared to some of the things he said while the barrage was going on. I'm mean Look, I'm not, I'm not envious. Well, you know
8: what? He spoke even even more forcefully during the election. Yeah,
1: I'm not, I'm not you know, I'm not uh, envious of his job. I'm really not. Right. And yesterday, when I'm in the car with one of my sons, and he says, oh, I just got a WhatsApp. Uh, they're on their way to, to the south. I said, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "My friends were in the army. Just texted me that they're on their way yeah, to the south."
8: but everybody knew that that was just.
1: Um, no, but the, I get it. But the yeah. point being that you know, as much as we're six thousand miles away, there's still ways where where you know comes where it hits home because I'm sitting yeah. in the car with my 21 year old who's telling right. me about his friends that he's concerned mm-hmm. about and right. and told me he's now going to make sure to daven for them and. Right. You know the again, thank God, quote unquote, because you know you never had know how to say it. Thank God, my kids aren't there. But look who you know. I have I obviously obviously have colleagues whose children are there.
8: Right, and and ultimately, I, I will talk about this on the Israel show coming up soon. But
1: are oh, you doing a live Israel show today? <laughs>
8: Live, as it is uh, during the whole year. For Mayor. Mayor. I know, I know, I'm joking. I'm answering you in kind. Um,
1: Are we doing any Eurovision today?
8: No, we're not doing any Eurovision today
1: at all. Because they made a big deal about the fact that rehearsals were going on without any cancellations among the participants.
8: Right, right, and whether Israel should, should go into Gaza or not, right. and how the Eurovision might influence that decision. Right. Okay. That I mean, I hear it. Look, I,
1: w- wars have been stopped over soccer matches, so you know.
8: <laughs> no, but it's not only that. Israel understands, obviously, the importance of the international
1: right stage. Uh,
8: yeah, yeah. But by the way, I, I, I
1: interrupted you, When we mentioned the twenty-one-year-olds going south. I interrupted you. I apologize. You were going to yeah, say something.
8: Yeah, so, um, that I I will talk a little bit on the show about um, the 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 ease with which. Sitting a, a far away, we can say things like, right. "I don't understand why they did zone, Turn it into a parking lot, and you know, all those things. Right.
1: Um, um, you're gonna dis- you're gonna discuss a bar mitzvah under fire. The thoughts of a mother who didn't let Hamas ruin her family's joyous event this was, that's a Very special story. Then Eva's story, a lot of people, including my kids, have been speaking to me about this. Transmitting the Holocaust through Instagram clips. Is it a brilliant idea or does it cheapen the Holocaust?
8: Have your kids seen it? Yeah.
1: Gavri and I had a long talk about it over Shabbos.
8: And uh, I'm just curious, what was Gavri's uh, take on it? It was
1: sort of in the middle. It was sort of, you know, what a great idea, but, you know, I don't know. It's like it it goes by too quickly, that type of thing. You know, there's too much. Oh,
8: that was. Interesting. You know, okay. too much,
1: too much stuff in a uh, in a short period of time, right. which of the, course.
8: The fascinating debate in Israel. It mm-hmm. was a fascinating debate, and I still have trouble wrapping my head around part of the you know one side of the debate. We'll discuss that, but um, I'm happy to hear that he, the fact that your son knows about Eva's story and watched it, I think, means that it was a
1: success. Right. Haaretz had an op-ed about Gaza. And you claim that it puts Haaretz in direct competition with our New York Times for most vile anti-Semitic content award?
8: Yeah, I think we need to start. uh, We we need to we we need to um, encourage uh, that award to be given out.
1: And by the way, Haaretz is is, it's worse for them than the New York Times. You know, they're there. Yeah, exactly, Mela, the New York Times, but but Haaretz, you know. And the weekly Israeli music mix coming up as yeah. well. It'll a- be
8: a slow and inspirational. A lot of um, Yomatzik Yom Yom own Yom 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 uh, music and so forth. Um, All right, and
1: you're going to join me, Yomatzimut Israel 71, this coming Thursday.
8: Yes, can't cool. wait. It's always great.
1: And encourage your friends who want to hear about Liebtag to join us Wednesday night.
8: Everybody should join, My even if you're not my friend, even if you hate me. <laughs> 249,
1: <laughs> so go, two, go 249 East Broadway in Lower Manhattan, as the, as the Nassiz said this past Shabbat, better get there early. You want to make sure to get a seat, right, Mayor?
8: Absolutely. <laughs> I'm serious. Rabbi Liebteg is one of the great teachers of, uh, of our time.
1: 100%. And
8: uh, he has so much to say, and... You want to hear about israel and religious zionism and tanakh and torah and all the interconnectedness of them that's the place to be on your Matsumot night
1: all right and i'm sorry for interrupting you so much during this conversation but i'm so glad you're back doing a live show and thank uh, you very much we are very much looking forward to it and kolaka vote to you for everything
8: thank you so much have a wonderful day and chodesh tov
1: mayor weingarten everybody who is um He's pulling in a heavy schedule for us this week. He's going to be doing the Israel show live between 9 and 10, just a few minutes from now, right after J.M. and the AM. And then Thursday, I've secured his services for a Yom HaTzmout special. Yeah, we're, we're, oh, we are overworking him this week. And he doesn't seem to be at all upset about it, Baruch Hashem. Uh, just the opposite. He is glad, as am I, to celebrate Israel 71 with everybody around the world tuned into J.M. and the AM. That happens this coming Thursday morning. Make sure to join us, everybody. It's going to be a wonderful broadcast. More coming up. It's JM in the AM with 8th Day. of Israel and our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at on the AchimSigle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Monday here at JM in the AM. Pray for our brothers and sisters in Israel and thank the President of the United States. Look at the statements he made about what was going on in Israel. And you'll see why it's important to thank him. And to send messages to the White House uh, thanking the president of the USA. Plenty, tomorrow, plenty more tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. Mayor Weingarten next with the Israel Show. Then, of course, Yoni Pollack with After Further Review about the world of sports. And the Jake Novak at 11 a.m. coming up this morning here at the Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Monday. Until tomorrow, Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.